Good evening, Bill. Good evening, Stanley. Uh, hello, listeners, to the last episode of the year of BS Car Guys podcast. We're going to wrap up 2021 with a review of things that happened in the automotive world this year that was interesting or intriguing to us. And we're going to discuss what we're excited about for 2022. Um, and beyond, I guess. I think that was the best intro of the year right there. I mean, save the best for last, right? Yeah. Where did that come from? Where did what come I from? Say, save the best for last. Well, it obviously think- came it obviously came from a smart aleck because people with common sense already know you save the best for last because why would you do something worse after the best? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like saying, I found my keys in the last place I looked for them. Well, yeah, nobody's ever picked up their keys and went, well, thank God I found those. I better keep looking for 20 more minutes, right? So it's similar mindset. Um, So. Yeah. But yeah, what Bill said, we're going to talk about the things that we, uh, are you going to, you're still doing the intro? Well, I was just going to get us, I was going to kick us off with 2021 car news. Um, things that's happened this year that's a big deal in the automotive world. And it just so happened that, um, for me, one of those things just happened this past week or in the last two weeks. What'd you do that you didn't tell me about? It's not what I did. It's what Toyota did. Oh, okay, cool. So, all right, cool. Are we we going to hopscotch or you're just going to go down your list? We, you know what? We'll figure it out. I don't even have a list. It is definitely hopscotch night. Tonight, we are going to experience um, some time frame in the mind of Bill Cranford. And heads up, I have uh, a condition known as ADLS. That's Attention Deficit Look Squirrel. Yep, yep, yep. We, we have discussed the look squirrel condition. Uh, yes, we, and we know that your mind is a dangerous place. I think that was a movie or a song. Yes. So on um, on December 7th, Toyota officially announced, it had been in the talks for like four years and in the works, but on December 7th, Toyota officially announced and selected the county I live in, Randolph County, oh, yeah. as the home of their new automotive battery plant. And to follow up that news, this week, they just unveiled like 15 EVs all at the same time. Crazy. I was going to ask you about that. A couple of them I'm pretty excited about. The Compact Cruiser EV being number one on the list because I'm thinking, hey, there's Anna's first car right there. She can get her a little um, EV that's a Land Cruiser. I'm excited about it. I think it's a cool little car. I can't wait to hear more about it. I, I yeah, I was going to ask you about that throughout the podcast. I didn't, uh, now that you say it, it is absolutely big news for 2021. Uh, and pretty personal. Uh, uh, you know, we have some automotive manufacturing happening here with Volvo and Mercedes yes. and some other things. And um, the boost to the, econ- the local economy is, is a real thing. Uh, so I'm I'm happy that uh, old Randolph County is gonna uh, is on to come up, and I'm waiting for the spot shots. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's, gonna be a, 
I'm waiting. I'm waiting for people like with Toyota shirts on to start showing up at the site so I can start handing out business cards because you know I'm trying to sell them some stuff. Um, so this is yeah. a Toy- <laughs> yeah, this is a Toyota slash Panasonic um, endeavor. So these are batteries that are going to be Panasonic batteries um, that Toyota is manufacturing to go into their vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, um, I, I get, you know, I can't even think of that. So about 15 years ago, a friend came to me. This absolutely ties in. A friend came to me and was like, hey, man, I'm about to do some investing. And uh, I got some extra money. And it's like, I want to invest some stuff in some cars. And uh, it's like, you always are all about the automotive news and stuff. It's like, where should I put this little bit of money at? I said, I said, buy stock in Panasonic. And it's like, why? It's like, what do I got to do with cars? It's like Panasonic is a very large battery manufacturer and they're going to play a role somehow, some way in this whole EV there. This was, I think the Tesla model, the Tesla Roadster had been out and he's like, nah, that ain't going to be a thing. Hopefully he put his money into it because that that's going to pay off. I didn't have any money at the time, so I couldn't do it. But hopefully... Right. <laughs> Hopefully, he, it worked out for him. And Matt, it, yeah, it, it's going to change the face of Randolph County a little bit. You're going to start getting some people that ain't necessary from around there. So yes. hopefully, y'all are ready for it. The, the changes that are the positives, and probably is going to bring some negative changes because it, it's going to change your town. It ain't going to be the same thing no more. Right. Uh, well, and uh, and this this facility and this land is a um, it's at the north end of Randolph County, and Ashboro kind of sits in the middle of the county. So I think it'll probably have a bigger impact on the Guilford, like Greensboro area. Um, or mm-hmm. the southern Guilford County area because it's right there near the border of the county. So I don't know how much. I mean, I'm sure it will affect Ashboro, but I think the effects will be a little longer uh, in developing in Ashboro because I mean, this is a this is like a 1.29 billion dollar project, but it's not the plant's not even supposed to be online until 2025. So, you know, this is a process. I mean, it's cool news right now, but two years from now we're still going to be like man wonder when that's going to oh, be I, I mean it took like five years for them to build this Volvo thing here and yeah. um, I mean somebody somebody got uh, somebody got to build that building and I'm sure there's some construction guys in, in Greensboro but uh, Ashboro probably got a few people that might want a job yes, they probably yes. should have to get out there um, but yeah uh, again uh, the Toyota EVs that are coming I don't I'm not even gonna lie I don't like this one this BZX 12 thing I yes don't, I, yes I don't I don't like it I don't agree with it I think they could have did better but uh hopefully no. they got some pretty good some pretty good things coming down the line I mean yeah. Toyota, it's Toyota they, it's they Toyota got, it's, they're gonna have some things they're probably gonna sell some things in a different market that we really want but right. <laughs> that's exactly right they will definitely do that. But the, the like electric Tacoma and the little um, compact cruiser and then this like Lexus LFA replacement supercar looking thing, you know, to me, those yeah. are the three coolest of those cars they showed. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to, you got to send me a link to that because I did not look that up because, but uh, all right, so 
let me go. Let me go this next. Thanks. So uh, go for it. Go for it. I did. I did my little thing a little different because you know, again, like we said before, we don't really talk about these things before. We kind of give ourselves a general topic and then we kind of figure out where we're gonna go and then we start talking about it and then the podcast goes the way it goes. So <laughs> that's right. So I did mine in like the uh, automotive journalist fashion, and uh, so I did uh, a truck, an SUV, and a car. Okay. And, I put some list. I put some some things on that in each category that that stood out to me that year, and then I kind of left a little bit of space for some you know random news that would be cool. So, uh, seeing how you know uh, you're a truck guy, I guess we can start with trucks. So, I my honorable mission for trucks from 2021 that stood out to me. Um, this, these are in no particular order except for the last one I'm going to speak about. Oh, it's it's, it's going to repeat itself. But anyway, the Nissan Frontier. Yeah, I was pleasant. I was pleasant, pleasantly surprised uh, about what it looks like and how well it came out because a lot of the underneath stuff is old. The the body and stuff is new. But I'm really impressed by that truck. I, I just suggested some uh, one of one of the guys here go look at it. He was impressed by it. He just he, the only thing he he didn't like is his wife wanted a bigger truck because you know they needed to pull something which they have nothing to pull. But we ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> well, um, it, it made my list too. So there were only two trucks on my list for 2021. And I mean, I know the Frontier is technically a 2022 model, but it's on sale. I've already seen them on the road. I've seen them on lots. And so for me, the two trucks that made my list for 2021 were the Frontier and the Rivian RT1. All right, cool. So I did not put put the Rivian on my list because is it, is it, I know you can order it, but have they delivered any yet? Yeah, they so they they started with their initial um, order fulfillment was to employees um, that had placed pre or placed orders, and they finished delivering all of those vehicles about three or four weeks ago now, and started delivering um, regular customer trucks about two weeks ago. So they well, they are delivering trucks. Well, that would have been on my list too, but it wouldn't have been the number one. So yeah, I like the Rivian. I, I can't wait for it. Uh, that is actually on my 2022 list, but we'll we'll get there. Okay. Uh, I had three trucks. Uh, the my second truck on the list was the F-150 Hybrid. Uh, I did not. I knew the F-150 was going to sell a lot because F-150 sell a lot. Yes. I did not realize how quickly F-150 buyers are new F-150 buyers, or I don't know what the denomination is, if they're a bunch of old ones or just new people. I didn't realize how many people that that hybrid truck was actually going to attract, because from what what I've read, it is a highly sought-after F-150. I've seen three of them on the road here. It, I, I wouldn't, I wasn't sure how that was going to come off, but I think it really came off well. And my number one truck of the year that I was surprised by was another Ford for completely for a different for almost the same reason. It was the Maverick. 
Okay. I didn't like that. I didn't like that thing when I first heard about it. I didn't. I was like, "What? What are we doing here? We got a, a front wheel drive hybrid truck." Yep. I was like, yep. I I don't know how to feel about this. I've seen a few of them on the road here lately. Uh, I, you know, we watch all the videos and everything. That truck has grown on me. It is continuing to grow on me. And I, if I'm in the market for a truck, because I don't really need to pull anything. I would consider. I would seriously consider buying that truck if you could find one. If and you could find that's one, a very, that's a very hard thing to do. Yep. Yeah, I didn't even think about the Maverick. I'm surprised you didn't um, put the Ram TRX on there. You know, I mean, 2021's been. I mean, we're at the tail end of the year, but I mean, that was a. You know, at the beginning of this year, that was a new thing. Yeah, it was. It's. It, I, I, I thought about it. I thought about that and a couple other things because I'm. Trust me, there are going to be some things just like, why do you leave that off? But anyway, um, but I don't really. I've seen three of them. Oh, okay. It costs a hundred thousand dollars, and that is forty thousand dollars too much. <laughs> do you, you know, every once in a while in life your spouse will say something that just makes you love them so much more than you ever knew possible. And my wife and I were out the other day and we saw a Ram TRX and, Mm. you know, I I pointed it out and I said, look, we've got the same size tires on our truck. And I said, that that's a hundred thousand dollar truck. And, you know, our truck's like half the cost of that. And, I said, but the difference is that truck's kind of made for like bombing through the desert and jumping and stuff. And she said, well, our truck could jump. And I said, well, yeah, it could. She said, yeah. She said, every vehicle can jump. It maybe shouldn't. And, you know, (laughs) it may be the end of the vehicle, but every vehicle can jump. And that just made me happy in my heart that, you know, she recognizes that uh, every car has at least one good jump in it. Yeah, every car got one act of athletics uh, of athleticism. That's right. How many? Uh, I mean, the Dukes of Hazard. Prime example. Yeah, yeah. Prime we example. Prove, we we prove cars can fly. I, I don't know why we we can't buy flying cars yet. They did it on uh, on the Dukes of Hazard. That proves that it proves cars can fly. That's why exactly right. Uh, you got a, You got another. Uh, 20 best of 2021 that you want to go to before I hit one of my other categories. Yeah. I, so, well, it's not a truck or uh, an SUV cause I, I didn't break mine down by category, but the, the other 2021 car that to me is very exciting is the new refreshed, remodeled, redesigned uh, Subaru BRZ Toyota GR86. Mm. Um, that to me was that update was a long time coming. Um, I think it makes that car very competitive now. And, you know, I mean, for like, I went online and I built one with every option I would want on one. Mm-hmm. And you're like $33,000. Like, yep, yep. that's a tremendous value for the car's level of performance. And so to me, that, I mean, I, I would have to say that's probably sports car of the year for me. I would, I I would almost agree with you. Actually, I would agree with you. Sports car. It is probably. Yeah, is, I, was gonna, I is, knew I was going to get you if you weren't careful. 
it's the sports car value. It is the sports car of the year. It doesn't matter that it doesn't do zero to 60 in two and a half seconds. That's irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> that car, I mean, the first gen was fun. This, from everything I hear about this, and I saw, I think I saw one of them. I think one of the students got one. I could swear, sorry. I, I, it looked, I could, you know, anyway, I'll, 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 I'll go look for it again. But anyway, um, everything, I, every, every video, every article I've read about it is an is a improvement in, it's an improvement in every way without abandoning the original car. There you go. It, That's a good way to it, put it. it. And and listen, here's I mean, this is this is my opinion on it is the previous generation, the first generation of it, I had zero interest in. It didn't excite me. It didn't make me think there's a car I would buy. Nothing. This one, I look at it and I think I would consider owning that car. Like that's a car that if I were in that market would be at the top of my list to go drive. Uh, now, when we get into talking about next year, that's a little different story. But at the moment, that's the car. That's to yeah. me, it's the benchmark currently for a sports car. Well, I, I was the opposite of that. I've liked those cars. I've liked those cars essentially the whole time. You know, again, we we've we, we we've talked about about it before. You don't have to go zero sixty in two seconds in order to be fun. You don't have right. to spend a hundred thousand dollars to have a sports car or be fun. I mean, it, as long as you're getting in the car and it's 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 hitting all the wickets, which everything I've uh, everybody who I know who has one of the the older generations of that car, they, it, it even though it had the big torque dip, it's like it's it's just so much fun to drive on a daily basis. It's just it's just what it is. And I like how this podcast is going because you know you said that, and it just leans right into this next this topic, the, the my next little verse um, portion of list over here, which cars of twenty twenty one that excited me, and that was on the list, uh, the GR eighty six nice. and the BRZ. Um, the only the only thing I don't like about them cars is like I know Toyota and Subaru, y'all can make them cars look differently. I'm just saying, can we? I thought we we got away from GM making the same car over over again, putting a different badge on it. Toyota and, and Subaru, can we please not go back? We don't have to bring everything from the eighties back. We we just don't. We ain't got to do that. Right. <laughs> well, it, clearly it's a Subaru decision because if we compare the A ninety Supra with the uh-huh. BMW that it's based on, they are mm-hmm. two totally different looking cars. Mm-hmm. And they are basically identical. Um, so if BMW and Toyota can do it, then clearly Toyota has the capacity or the ability. So maybe it's Subaru's decision to not change the oh, styling. I, th- I think that was a, uh, I think that was a BMW decision. You're like, hey, you know what we'll do? We'll let you use it in line six. What you're not going to do is make your car look like our car. That's not what you're going to do. <laughs> well, maybe you're right because clearly, in, in and this is my opinion, when I see them on the road in person, I prefer the BMW from a styling standpoint. I, I think it's I, the I, better I, looking car. I, I agree with you. I, I I'm not I'm not saying that the Subaru is ugly. Not nope. the Subaru. Wow. 
I'm not saying that the, the Toyota is ugly or none of that stuff. It's just, so you know what? I was thinking about this the other day. I'm gonna ask you this question. So the Supra was always a GT car that was fast, right? Would yeah. you agree with that statement? Yeah, yeah, sure. Is it a GT car now? No. Nope, it don't even got a backseat. No, it's now a sports car. Yeah, and I don't think that's what I, I don't think this car. I don't. I'm cool that the the nameplate came back, but in the they did like the new the newer GR eighty uh, six is a lot. It is still a it's still a eighty six. It's just a new eighty six. This yes. isn't a new super. This is a no. new Toyota. Toyota sports car with an inline six in it. And yes. they just decided to put super back down name on it because it has some kind of nostalgia and legacy and all these other things. But uh very other much cars like, out, very much like the Mach E is called a Mustang, and there's yeah. nothing Mustang about it. Name recognition. Speak speaking uh, of the Mustang Mach E, let me divert us for just a second. I was okay, doing a little I was doing a little freelance research. I want to ask mm-hmm. you a trivia question since you usually pose them to me. Um, oh, I'm about to miss it. Wow. I'm, I made a comparison of three EVs. Uh-huh. Okay. The Polestar 2, okay. which I know you like. Okay. The Mustang Mach-E and, the Volkswagen, like and the Volkswagen ID4. Which I don't okay. All right. All right. Okay. So those are three similar EVs. Similar uh-huh. in interior volume space, similar wheelbase. Um, which one of those three, and tax credits aside, which one of those three is the most expensive? Can be the most expensive or is the most expensive? Okay, so let's just say a reasonably well-equipped, longer range if if available, but we're excluding the Mustang Mach-E GT because oh, it's man. it's more the sporty. So we'll exclude it. So think like long range Mach-E, like, but not GT because that's performance oriented. Um, has less range. I would, off the top of my head, guessing I would say the Volvo would start off being the most expensive, but the Ford would end up being the most expensive. Well, technically, you are correct. Would you like to know the spread on those prices? <laughs> sure. Because this is really what blew my mind. I'll start with the cheapest. A reasonably, because there are very few options on any of these vehicles with these EVs. Yep. It's pretty cut and dry on options. Yeah. Get so, all the stuff or don't get all the stuff. <laughs> that's right. You get all the stuff or you don't get all the stuff. It's really in battery sizes where the price changes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So in a Volkswagen ID4, mm-hmm. um, equi- equipped for long range usage, fifty six thousand three hundred and thirty four dollars. Okay. All right. For the Polestar two, similarly equipped, fifty six thousand four hundred dollars. A six dollar price difference. <laughs> Okay, now now for the jump, the Mustang Mach E long range, fifty six thousand four hundred forty dollars. There is forty six dollars between those three vehicles. Wow. 
That's wow. crazy. That blows my mind. Well, and then I would I'd be interested in seeing what a uh, the the model the model Y would look like in the long range version at the same time. While yeah. you talk, you should do that while I uh, while, I'll, while I, I'll check on that. I'll check on that while you're talking about your next thing. So I just found that very interesting. Um, and, and the reason I didn't do the, the Model Y is because I was only looking at EVs that have yet to sell 200,000 units so are still eligible for a full $7,500 tax credit. Cool. Yep. I, I, I'm tracking. Speaking of which, I got a question for you about that when, when you uh, 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 about that tax credit. Um, you know what? I'm going to ask that question now. Did you see what our old, uh, my good friend Elon uh, tweeted or said here recently this past week? I feel like he says so many crazy things. He's like the he new Donald Trump of Twitter. He, he, he does say some crazy things. He said that the federal government should get out of uh, doing the tax credit thing because that's unfair or something. I was like, He's only saying that because now there are a bunch of other EVs that are getting the credits exactly. that he can't give anymore. Exactly. I was like, dude, are you really, do you realize how hypocritical you are right now? But anyway. No, of I, course he doesn't. I have, I have my issues with with Tesla as a company, and I have a whole long, probably a longer list of issues with that dude. I'm not trying to say he ain't brilliant and all these other things, but I'm just saying sometimes you just need to be quiet. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my grandma told me that a long time ago. But anyway, so cars in 2021, cars in 2021 that uh, stood out to me. Uh, uh, we talked about the GR86 and the BRZ. Outstanding best sports car value in years, and, and Miata included. <laughs> right. Um uh, the, the next, it seems like there are pairings, a lot of pairings on this list. The next pairing of cars is a Porsche Taycan and the Audi e-tron GT. Yes. I, the Taycan, I, it is it is awesome. And everything besides the daggone, I don't care if they don't want to call it a wagon, the wagon. Yes. <laughs> Um, version of that, I would take the Audi over the Taycan until it becomes the sport turismo or whatever to whatever the word they, they want to call wagon. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm I with like you. I agree. I I like the styling of the Audi better as a car, but if I'm buying one of them, I'm buying the sport turismo cross whatever wagon yeah. thing. That's it, I'm buying nope. that. Both of those are awesome cars. Proof in concept. Hey, hey, you want an established automaker to make a, a, a an electric, for lack of better words, dream car almost, because both of them are over a hundred thousand, over over one hundred fifty thousand dollars if you spec it that way. Uh, it, no, that both of those cars are awesome. Anyway, um, yes. Controversial pick: BMW M3 and M4. I know it had they have the grills. I I know how you feel, but still everybody knows they have the grills. Currently, the International Space Station is aware they have the grills. <laughs> uh, like the uh, like the 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 uh, the Maverick, 
I didn't like the styling initially. They've grown with me. The more I see, I was like, hmm. I I still when I when you can like a car, despite the what it looks like, I think it accomplished something. I don't know if they that's what they meant to do, but I think they accomplished something. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's every time I, I see one in person, I like it less. Maybe, maybe because I only keep seeing the three quarter view from the rear because whoever's driving it is actually driving it. Maybe that's why I keep like Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> but I think I would still, I think I think, I think I would still do do one if I if I had the you know a hundred thousand dollars just to blow on a car, you know. Sure, um, sure. Um, car that stood out to me, which it should have stood out to every, almost everybody, was the Chevy Corvette. Um. I again, I didn't know if I really wanted, uh, if we really wanted a mid-engine Corvette, and then I pulled it off, and I was like, okay. It, it didn't I make my 2021 list, but only because the Z06 is on my 2022 list. See, see, I, I was gonna keep it off my twenty twenty one list because the twenty twenty the Z six is on my twenty twenty two list. Something like I said, some things repeat themselves. So, but yep. the cars that stood out to me the most in twenty twenty one is this. This absolutely probably should not be a supply a surprise. It is another pairing of cars. Is the CT four the CT five V black wings cars yes. we don't deserve. We don't deserve those. <laughs> right, we mere oh. mortal humans don't deserve those cars i was okay with just the regular v because i know somebody who has a regular v and that car is plenty quick if somebody tell you that the regular v is not it, it isn't quick they got a ct4 v so they got a, a 2.7 liter turbo in it yeah the, the, the gigantic four-cylinder turbo that car is quick and then they went and dropped v8s and look man v8 and supercharged supercharged uh, turbocharged v6 is in it hey and then they gave you manuals, things we don't deserve. Speaking of things we don't deserve, did you see the Haggerty video, the new one? But the RX-7. Yes, yes. Things we yes. don't deserve. Yes. Yeah, my boy Jason Camisa, I'm telling you, he is my favorite automotive journalist at the moment. I'm sorry, Matt Farah, but Jason's just killing it. Uh, he uh, says everything I'm, that I'm thinking every time. Yeah, if you don't, maybe we should put that. But I'll, I'll put that link in that. That dude, don't ah. I watched so, the one about the uh, the not the Porsche nine two four. Yeah, that's a good one. I've been I meant to watch it a while ago, when, but I, I was watching it last night. and I was like, man, why didn't I watch this video when it first came? <laughs> I did not know all of that about the nine two four. Yeah, it's really cool stuff in there. I mean, it's good good car history of of important cars. You know, that's the whole thing. Um, so I, I got that model Y data for you. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. So now these numbers that I gave you for the Polestar, the Mustang Mach-E and the ID4, those are all the price before the $7,500 tax credit. Correct. Now, now Tesla is going to tell you the price with your potential savings built in <laughs> to try to make it sound cheaper. But I'm just telling you this model Y is $73,440. For the extended range? Yes. Model Y extended range. 
not the performance, just the long ra- longer range. $73,000. So you're paying a, yeah, a nearly $20,000 premium. Now they are saying with the tax savings or with their potential savings, whatever that means, they're showing it at $67,690. That's like gasoline savings. And, you know, that's factoring in everything they can possibly use as a selling point (laughs) to tell you how cheap the car can be. Um, <laughs> but that's still that's still ten plus thousand dollars more ain't expensive. Worth ain't worth nope. it. Not when you look nope. at the build quality. And nope. that's the reason why Elon's out here texting, you know, messages on Twitter about getting rid of tax credits and it not being fair because all of a sudden he doesn't he doesn't have a corner on the market now. Yep. Yep. Uh, but then again, like I, like I was telling um, somebody because they were asking me about the Teslas, and I, I was like, first of all, Tesla hasn't made money off cars. If people don't know that, Tesla don't make money off cars. Right. They they have not been a positive. What Tesla will make money off of is the information that you just gave them from 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 driving those cars because they're going to sell those software packets in order yes. to improve other people's yes. cars. I don't and know. This, I don't know who it'll be. I don't know if it'll be GMC or if it'll be Ford or if it'll be Toyota. I don't know who it'll be, but at some point in the not too distant future, you're going to hear a car commercial and it's going to be the all new Lexus RX 47T powered by Tesla. That's going to be the commercial. Somewhere in the not too distant future, you're going to hear car commercials for an automobile. Somebody is making that is powered by Tesla because powered that's what's going to happen. Yeah. They're going to sell and, uh, their technology for batteries and motors and their name as a marketing gimmick. And it's going to be attached to somebody else's automobile. And the, and the, uh, all the data points that they got from their self-driving. I know y'all yes. can't see me. I'm doing air quotes. Yes. Self-driving technology, because I mean, all every 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 one of those cars that's moving around, they're collecting all those data points, which can be put into a blender and to make somebody else's thing better. Yes, I, it's it's just what it is. Uh, and then the EV network, because I mean, they already opened up the EV EV network in the Netherlands. It's just it's just sitting there waiting for waiting for it to happen. They're yep. gonna charge. I mean. I understand the business case. That's what that's where the money's coming from from Tesla. Agreed. Not the cars that they build. Not the you know we we're gonna just you know, I'm not even gonna say that. But <laughs> yeah, that car is not worth that much more than those other cars. No. I would pick. No. I would pick every one of the all three of those other cars over the, the the Model Y because if I'm gonna buy a Tesla, I'm not buying a Model Y. Uh, I would. Maybe considered the Model Three would not buy the X. The Model S, I, it used to be my favorite one, but I, if I can't get a regular steering wheel in it, I know you can call me crack, uh, credity or whatever old uh, whatever steering wheels are supposed Jeez, to be around. Boomer, you can't get used to using a yoke. Uh, no, I have no desire to. <laughs> I mean, the, the 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 it has to at least kind of be round. I mean the the steering wheel in the in the vet isn't round, but it's round ish. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, and roundish is a is a massive improvement. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know where to put my hands in a turn sometimes. I, it don't make sense. Speaking of speaking of failures in in, in uh in ergonomics. Hey, have you watched any of the videos on the golf? Or the, not the golf, the uh, the golf R or the GTI? I've watched a couple. It ain't good. Everything about that, everything that makes that car move, from what I understand, works decently well. Everything that that you interact with, inside, yes, sucks. Sucks. I have. I have I, no. Lie. I can't think of the last time a car that has a legacy like the GTI or the Golf R has flopped as bad as this is flopping. Yeah, I, I and I understand that, man. You know, you can get a you can get a panel and you can put buttons and you can make the button change and it's really cheap because you don't got to make unique buttons and blah blah blah. Look, some things don't need to change. Uh, a turn signal, a turn stop should work the same way it has always worked. Preach. They, there's no reason for that to change. You don't. It, there is nothing a capacitor button does besides change, which who really needs it to change in the middle of a curve that a regular button couldn't do. Right. Just put a regular button. Just, you know what? A, a bunch of a bunch of cars don't even got regular buttons. They just look like buttons. Make it look like a button. Make it make it take a, a full press in order to activate. Instead of in the middle of the turn, you flip it on something that you'd never intended to flip. I'm sorry. Rant. Um, but yeah, the powertrain is awesome. <laughs> 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 the, yeah, the powertrain is awesome. I mean, it, 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 ah, I, I don't understand it. VW, you do, speaking of VW ergonomics failures you know the thing in the um in the uh id4 that id4 has the hated the most hated feature of any of those four cars that you just named you know what feature is that in my opinion i've i've witnessed this myself you know it doesn't have when you know power window switches yep you know they have four of them two for the front two windows Two yep. for the back two windows. Yep. That car doesn't have that. You got to no. flip a switch. In to, order make to make the, the same two buttons then control the back windows. Who yeah. thought that was a good who, idea? I don't know. I don't know who approved having two switches for four windows, but they ain't smart. Because when it's hot and I want to roll my windows down, I want to hit four buttons at the same time. I do it every day. I do it every day. It's hot. I, I don't understand it. I, Volkswagen used to have the cool windows. I remember Volkswagen. I think Volkswagen was the first one. You put the key in and you turn it all the way to the one side, and all the windows go down, and all the one and the sunroof. Yes, open. yes. The, the, I love that about genius. my Jetta. Genius. What they're doing with that? Isn't that? Aren't they like the fourth largest auto automaker on the planet? Third, they fourth. they might be a little higher than that if you look it up. VW think, Group. If you look up I think, VW AG, I think they're pretty close to the top globally Toy- as an automotive I think, maker. I think Toyota is number one. They could be number two because they go their goal was to get to be number one. So they might be number two. I know they got money for two more window switches. I, I know they do. I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh yeah, so 
anyway, rent. All right. So SUVs, that most hated category. So first of all, um, yeah, number one in the world, largest car company, Volkswagen. I thought, I thought number one. Number two is Toyota. That's a as as of March this year. I think Toyota number two, Daimler number three, Ford number four. I thought it was Toyota by volume. Anyway, we'll look it up. Uh, um, but yeah, SUVs. First rant uh, about SUVs. Um, not every vehicle that comes out should be called an SUV. Needs to be called an SUV. Should resemble an SUV. Has to be a crossover. I don't, look, the only reason people are buying all these SUVs because that's the only thing you can buy. Yep. Now, with that said, there were a couple. There were a couple SUVs that stood out to me, or at least the the companies called them SUVs. Save, save the one so, you know. I save the one you know. I'm going to have a big problem with for last because I, I have a segue from it. All right. Well, you may have a big problem with a couple of these, but anyway. All right, go ahead then. Cool. Uh, so stood out. Kind of like Escalade stood out to me. Why did it stand out to me? Because it had that gigantic screen and it's actually a better vehicle than it used to be. I don't hate Escalades anymore. They 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 still cost too much. I've been in one here lately. It that that screen is impressive. I like it. And it's I thought it would have been too much, but when you get in there, it isn't too much. Because that vehicle is gigantic, so it isn't too much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, let me tell you what I like about the Cadillac Escalade. What's that? Nothing. Third, <laughs> third row seating capacity. I like the leg room the that it offers for the third row. And the new one? You've been, yes. You're talking about the new one? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Out, outside, that, of that, outside of that, couldn't care less about the vehicle. Um, like I said, it, it was actually an improvement over the last one. That's one of the reasons why I thought, man, why, and I don't want to talk about Tahoe and Yukon. Land Rover Defender. Yes. Stood out to me. First of all, I didn't realize it was it was that big because it does not look that big in the videos, but it's way bigger in real life. (laughs) Second, I like the minimalist look. It's 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 still a to me, and I know you're a bigger off-world guy and uh, than I am. I, it's new, but I can look at it. And it's like, oh, that's a Defender. It's a Land Rover. It, 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 I don't. You don't have to see the back, the bag there, and you know what it is. And I think that's one of that's one of the things they really got right. And then they did ridiculousness and put that V8 in it, which you know everything got to be a little ridiculous every now and then. Vehicle is very capable. Biggest downside is it breaks. <laughs> but does it though? But does it? Sometimes though? they sell look it till you break. Look at look at look at Doug Demiro's history with his defender. He has well, driven his, it across the country and back like three times. We're talking about the new one here. That's what I'm talking about, is the new one. He okay. has already driven that thing across the country three times. There so and back, just, west to east and back three times. So, you're, what you're, so what you're saying is the people who broke theirs within the first forty eight hours of receiving it with a fluke. No, I'm saying you Land Rovers are always going to have a stigma attached to them. I'm yeah. not saying that. 
but but I'm saying they're not as bad as people want them to be. And I, I, I agree. And if 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 you're honest and you really compare and dig into not that the data would be easily available, but if you really compared new Bronco return to dealership for stuff to be fixed and recalls versus the defender. I'm sorry, but I think Ford might actually lose it at the moment. The Bronco has been an abysmal start. I'm not saying it's a failure. I don't think that, I don't think that's a, a, a maybe they, they lose that one. I mean, Land Rover actually sold vehicles to people and they kept them instead of stopping production because they had to fix things and stuff. Yes. Oh, so I was looking at um one of my one of uh, one of my YouTube dudes, uh what's it? Oh god, Micah. And I didn't realize that the little keypad thing is stuck onto the side of the vehicle. That is special. It's a <laughs> sticker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um uh, so the last two, they're tied. Um, number one for the number one stand on that TV category for me is actually a tie. It was a uh, Ford Mustang Mach E because Ford insists on calling it an SUV, so I guess I got to call it that. Um, Interesting. Way better than it than I thought they were going to pull off. Ford has. We just finished talking about Ford messing up vehicle launches. They may not have gotten this one one hundred percent right. But that is a very, very, very impressive vehicle. I didn't think I was gonna like the way it looked as much. I didn't, you know, but I like it, and I think uh, it, it is doing everything that they uh, that they wanted it to do, except for being able to build enough of them right now because think markups are crazy. And the yes. other one, the other side of that was the GV70. Oh, okay. Um, everybody know I has a I have a Hyundai automotive automotive group fetish. Um, and if I was gonna buy an SUV right now for me to drive on a daily basis, that would be the first thing I test drove. Some folks at our church just got a GV80, and uh-huh. we pulled into church Sunday and and we parked kind of behind it um, like a row away. And and my wife said, Hey, isn't that the uh, SUV that Stanley really likes? I was impressed one that she knew what it was and two that she made that connection. Can you tell your wife? I love her. Yeah. She said, I could totally see them driving that. I think they would like that. Yeah. The 80 would be the one I, I would get for my wife, but for me to drive, I'd do the 70 and I would get the 3.5 and it it would work out for me. And I did not really, even though they don't advertise it as an off-road thing, um, I showed, I sent you the video. I didn't, I wouldn't do that to mine at all, but I was surprised that it made it over a bunch of them obstacles. And they, so <laughs> <laughs> that was impressive to me. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. But uh, yeah, I think that's all my all my 2021 things that stood out to me. The uh, the well, the ones that stood out to be the most, and uh, in positive ways. Okay, uh, well that's good. Uh, but yeah, you got any uh, other things that you want to add over there? 
No, I, I liked a lot of those. Um, I agree with most of those. I was surprised that you didn't include the new Grand Cherokee or the Grand Wagoneer on your list. <laughs> um, I really thought that those were going to come up, and I was um, gonna I was gonna use those to make a, a a segue into one of the reasons why I don't like them and I'm not excited about them is because of the Rivian. R1S or R, yeah. And I think whatever it is, right? So, and I think that the R1S is the better vehicle because they're very similar in styling, but the R1S is more off-road capable. It's obviously better technology because it's a high, it's a full EV and it's cheaper. Like I can spec out a Rivian with everything I would ever want on it for like seventy six thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and I would get a tax credit on it, and I wouldn't have to but buy gas. Like that. I don't know. I don't know. We should we should do some little a little bit of research on that. I think the Rivian is going to be a lot smaller than the Grand Wagon slash Grand Wagon because those things are those things are are bigger than the regular wheelbase Tahoe Escalade. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yes, I'm saying size wise, a Grand Cherokee is the same because you can get three rows oh, in both. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, oh, the Grand, the Grand Wagoneer. Cherokee. The Grand Wagoneer is just obscene garbage. Anyway, I mean, I just. I'm gonna pull up to your house with one, and then you're gonna then you're gonna love it. If you pull up in my house with one, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna mug you for some loose cash because apparently you come into a bunch of it. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's number one, and then number two, I'm gonna be like, "Way to go, good good job buying a, a car." I, I mean, we all know that it's never gonna happen because if you had that kind of money to pull up in a car, what you're actually gonna pull up in is a GV80 with some big expensive wheels on it and a stereo oh, in it. Or, gonna have or you're going to pull up in an Escalade. You ain't going to pull up in a Grand Wagoneer. Oh, oh! if I hit the lotto right now, I ain't buying none of them things. Um, uh, no. Mm-mm. Nope. That, that, is, that is not how how I would spend $100,000 on a vehicle. But, uh, hey, want to talk about 2022, the future? Yes, let's talk about the future. So since I just talked about Rivian, um, hey, actually, you know what? Let me do this. Before we talk about the future, let me tell you about two more things that are this year related and also automotive related. Okay. Number one, a couple of weeks ago, like maybe three weeks ago, I take my daughter to school in the mornings. We've already kind of discussed mm-hmm. that there's there's a couple of Land Cruiser parents at the school. Well, there's another parent that has a a last-generation Toyota Tacoma um, that looks really nice. It's blue. You'd like it. And uh, blue with gold wheels, right? So, yep. Um, And it's a good-looking truck. And then his wife drives a fairly new uh, 4Runner TRD Pro, so sometimes he drives his wife's car. But about three weeks ago, he showed up to drop his son off in a 2012 Porsche 911 GTS. Whoa. Whoa. So I came home or that evening. I asked my wife, I said, um, how long, how, how long do I have to know somebody before I ask them out on a date? Like, <laughs> with, <laughs> how 
how long before I have to assume we're best friends? And, and so, so anyway, so we've started talking and, uh, texting car stuff back and forth and he's, uh, took his car in for some service work and in Charlotte and sent me some pictures of some Porsches that were there. And, uh, so we've been chatting car stuff and he said, well, he's put it away for the winter now, but he was like, you just let me know when you want to drive it. We'll, we'll take it out and we'll go for a ride. So at some point I'll have a 911 GTS review for you. Um, so pretty excited about that. So that's number one car thing. Number two car thing. And this is still in the works in development. I'll have to, you know, follow up in the new year of where this oh, goes. Oh, let's do this. Let's do this. I have to take a little break. So let's take a little break and we're going to come back to this because I just looked at the time. So this is going to be a two-part podcast. All right. Good deal. Something about drinking a gallon of water a day makes you take a break. <laughs> well, since Stanley's going to take a break, I'll just like lead us off of part one of the podcast with saying that kind of wraps up 2021 and we will come back with 2022 in the next episode. My eyeballs were swimming. He's back. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, part two of the podcast. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So I think we just, it'd just be a whole, it'd just be a whole new episode is what I'm thinking. Cool. We we'll just make it two episodes. Yeah, part one, part two. All right. So uh, you had a story. You were telling a story. So tell us the story first. Okay. So uh, so here we go. So you, we all know on the podcast that um, one of the kind of automotive specialty brands that I'm a huge fan of is um, Jonathan Ward's company, or both of his companies, really, Icon Motors in um, Chatsworth, California and TLC 4x4. Um, So the TLC 4x4 business really was, I think, his first automotive business. And Icon really came later as like more of a high-end, more design-oriented endeavor. But with with TLC, the idea was to take older Land Cruisers, 40 Mm -hmm. series, 60 series, 80 series, and make them better or fix things that need to be fixed on them to make them, you know, everyday driver, more usable vehicles. So been a fan for a long time, like probably started following them really closely in, I don't know, maybe Oh six, Oh seven and have followed them ever since. So recently I saw a, um, a post that they were relocating. They were moving. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have moved TLC 4x4 to North Carolina. Harrisburg, North Carolina. Harrisburg, North Carolina. So I reached out to Jonathan Ward. He, um, I wouldn't dare say that we are friends or anything like that, but we I'll have community. best friends. Yeah, okay. We have communicated on a number of occasions about different things. I've taken a tour of his facility in California. And, um, you know, like I said, a big fan of his work. So I reached out to him. I was like, hey, I saw you guys are moving or have just moved TLC to North Carolina. Like, if there's anything I can do to help you out, let me know. 
if there's any information, you know, if you need to buy a machine, you're not in my territory, but I can, you know, help you out with anything you need. Um, just, you know, big fan. I want to be connected. Let me know how I can help. You're like an hour away from my house. So he hit me back up and was like, well, here's the guy that's going to be running the shop. Here's his information, you know, reach out to him and, and touch base with him and, and see what we can do. So, so I reached out to him and we've spoken and, um, so we're going to plan like a meeting and maybe ride down there and take a look. I may or may not, um, forego my longer wait time on my 80 series with the shop I've got it lined up with and have them do the work on my 80 series. It will yet to be determined. It's a work it's developing as we speak. So, um, so hopefully in the new year, I'll have some more information to share about that. That's what I was. That's a great story. That's what I was waiting on. I was like, yeah. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna switch from one dish shop to another shop, and I'm gonna be the first thing that they roll off. But I mean, I understand that you know uh, the 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 place that you have scheduled for it was up for them to lose business and all of that stuff. But I mean, if you already that bad when I'm when I'm like twelve vehicles down the line on the wait list. And there's people already behind me. Like it ain't that big a deal. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're already a fan of the, these guys. I mean, see, see, I mean, really, legitimately, I think that may be the way to go. I think you'll be, you'll be schoolgirl squeamish if they did it. I, I'm already just the fact that they're here, and I can like. Like, I don't know, you know, it's, it's, it's like a fantasy. So we'll, so I'll let you know how yeah, it works yeah. out. So, yeah, yeah. um, right, so, but yeah, I could yeah. not be more excited about that. So that, 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 that'd be a cool development in 2022, but you know, we got other developments that's going to happen in 2022 that we're excited for as well. And, uh, talking about other cars, newer cars, maybe, uh, things that's going to happen down the line. And, uh, I guess I'll show off this whole hopscotch thing this time. Okay. So, Similar to you, uh, one of the things that I'm waiting for in 2022 is not necessarily a car that, a car that is going to come out. It is a manufacturing process that's going to take place near me. All right, ah. So, well, <laughs> so um, uh, Volvo has announced that they're going to uh, build uh, their electric cars, uh, some of their electric vehicles here in my here. So they already do the XC40e. They yep. see, uh, the S the S sixty here, the X C forty. They're gonna bring the X C. The plans are to bring the X C forty E or whatever they call it, and the uh, Polestar three to the factory up the road for me, which is gonna be awesome because uh, it's gonna be awesome because. Obviously, they got car manufacturers going to be right around the corner. I'm a fan of the Polestar cars and the Volvo cars. And it'd just be another thing that's locally that's making uh, my local area a uh, manufacturing uh, location for some automotive products that, you know, that that I'm going to like. I like it. There is rumor that another thing is going to come to, but that's it's, it's a big rumor right now, so. So isn't the so are they going to do the XC40 recharge? Mm-hmm. That's the full electric EV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what about that. What about the XC90 recharge? 
they that vehicle's already being built somewhere else. And I think what they're doing is they're um, they're gonna build the vehicles that are all on the the platform that they're about to release a vehicle on. The ones that are designated for the United States there, um, as well as the XC the XC40 recharge. I showed you I showed you pictures of that car when it was in development a year and a half ago. Right. So, so I, they may. I don't think they're gonna move the uh, the Polestar two production here, but they may. Uh, I don't know. I think they're really developing. On, uh, they're really moving forward on the next generation of EVs that they're gonna try to build out of here, which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. it's a brand new factory. So, but yeah. Um, so what about, because I'm looking at all their electrified models right now, and there's more than I realized. They actually have a C40 recharge. Have you seen that? Yeah. I mean, every one of their vehicles is, can be electrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fully, fully electric. Um, yeah. Uh, let me go over to the Volvo website just because I want to. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um Okay, I'm so you're excited think, about that. So, and yeah, they're about to take a wrap off of this uh, Polestar uh, 3, I think that's the name of what they're going to call it. Yeah, I can't find any information on that. Uh, it's not on the, obviously, it's not on the Volvo website because it's not technically a Volvo, but it's a Volvo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was. I think I was. It was the auto, uh, auto, auto network. They, they, when they were talking about it, but uh, I hope it works out because you know more stuff. So but, yeah. So I suspect you have probably a laundry list of vehicles that you're excited about for 2022. Mm-hmm. I I have a top three that I'm most excited about. Oh, yeah, and the C40 Recharge is definitely one of the ones they're talking about building. Okay. Which is a coupe version of the XC40. That's right. Why do we keep doing that? We don't don't know any better. We can't learn our lessons. Why do we keep doing that? Anyway, go ahead. So, go ahead. Okay. So, I have three vehicles that I'm most excited about. And one you're not surprised at all about. One you'll probably be somewhat surprised about. And one you'll be completely shocked about. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start with the the most like common sense of the three. All right. The new Nissan Z. Obviously on my list. Obviously okay. it's Wait. it's got to be on everybody's list. Yep. Now, yes, technically it's a 2023 model, but it will go on sale before the end of the year next year. Yep. And that's how I did it. It needed to go on sale next year. So. Yes. So I'm super excited about that car. Um, I don't think I, I'll be in the market for one, but I really want one. I don't know if there's a better way to say it. Um, explain to me this whole not being in the market concept. Because you could be in the market for one. Yeah, I could be. I should be. But I'm just saying, like, probably I won't be. Um because next year there's going to be money spent on the 80 series. So probably not buying any sports cars anytime soon, but I'm very excited about it. I think it's a really cool car and uh, it's probably, it's probably the top of my list of cars for next year that I can't wait to like see in person, 
watch some reviews on, like really see the performance on it. Um, because I really think it's going to, for its price tag, just like when the original Z came out, I think it's going to step on the toes of some other quote unquote performance cars. Cause I don't want to say sports cars because some of them are more pony cars than sports cars. Oh yeah. But, yes. uh, but yeah, so I think it's going to be very interesting when it comes out. So I'm really excited about it. I'm a, no. I am very excited about that. I, I, I do like the, the infinity, whatever the name of it, Q60. I, it just, I don't, the infotainment in it and it's old and, and they're just going to fix it all with the Z. I just wish they update the Infinity as well because, you know, nothing has ever been wrong with a VQ V6. One of the best engines ever. Period. Yeah, that's why they put it in everything. Everything. All right. Number two, Acura Integra, even though it's got four doors. I am not mad at you because that's on my list. And and here's the short list of reasons why I'm excited about it. Yes, it's basically just a nicer, faster Civic. It Uh even looks a lot like the new Civic from like the side profile picture. But 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 here's the thing: it's what it says about automotive culture and car buyers is that. Acura and Honda as a brand hasn't given up on people who want a sedan, who want a car and not an SUV and wants a performance. Yeah, yeah. it's not all the performance. No, it's not yeah. a Z06. It don't have a yep. flat plane crank anything. Yep. But it is a fun to drive, sporty, small car. Small being uh, operative there. Small in comparison to other things in 2021, 2022. <laughs> that's exactly right. And and along those lines, that brings me to my third car, the one that's going to surprise you. Okay. The 2022 Genesis G70. Say what? The 2022 Genesis G70. I didn't hear you. Correctly. Yes, I said it. I'm excited about it. Would I buy it? No. But again, is what it says for automotive culture is that sedans are still relevant. They're still important. They're worth investing money in, and people should continue to consider them as a viable means of transportation. We didn't stop recording. It's just I'm I, I'm just gonna. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, and that's my list, man. That's the three that I'm most excited about. I think they're um, all really important to the automotive world in 2022, hmm. and they, I, they they're all cars that are like approachable to the common man. That's the other thing about all three of them. They're sports car for everyday guy. They're sedan for, you know, first real career guy out of college or, you know, and then the G70 is like the business exec or, you know, middle management, upper sales staff, sedan guy. Got a promotion. 
Yeah, they're they're all relative vehicles that that need to still exist, and these brands are still making them exist. You know, I'm looking at my list, and there are two SUVs on here, but there are reasons. But besides that, it's oh no, that's car. That's that's a truck. <laughs> anyway, so I am surprised. Um, the 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 I. Somebody, it wasn't my idea. Somebody said it on a podcast I was listening to. That Integra has always been based on the Civic. Why are we surprised it's based on the Civic? Right, right. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's true. I mean, it's nothing, it's not new information that is based on a Civic. It's just kind of like your point about the Subaru and the Toyota is there's not a whole lot of styling differences yeah i think it's gonna be a little nicer and i think it's gonna for sure i think it and the crazy thing is i don't know if it really looks better than the new civic because the new civic actually is a pretty good looking car so yeah it is i've seen a couple in person now and i mean they look even better in person yeah and i I, think they look better than the accord yeah uh my 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 daughter-in-law is uh is looking at getting one so We'll, we'll see how that works out. So I'm going to hit my list. It's a little bit longer than yours, but it's maybe not as detailed. I'll save so, my... Uh, so before but, you get into your list, I was going to make one more comment about the G70, hey, about why right, it's on my list. You're really okay. trying to leave me speechless here. Uh, I think that its closest competitor, like on a spec sheet or in a sitting in your driveway looking at it standpoint, its closest competitor is Alfa Romeo. And I think that says a tremendous amount about how far the Hyundai Automotive Group has come. That I could park that car on the street right behind an Alfa Romeo Giulia Quadrifoglia and just as many people are going to glance back at the Genesis has glanced back at the Alpha. That's a big deal. I, I, you know what the craziness is? I agree with you. I, as much as I know they were shooting for uh, three series because everybody shoots for three series and C class and all over, but the C class and the three series are actually bigger than both of those cars. Yes. And uh, the Julia and the G and the G70 are those are smaller. That compact cars are not afraid to be caught, be caught, and they're fast. So, I, and I, yes, I agree. I'm still shocked that you said that. Hey. <laughs> but I, I, things that I'm looking forward to in 20, 2022, one of these may not come out in 2022. I just didn't want to look at it. I'm just going to hope it happens in 2022. So, I, um, I will save my uh, my zenith for the end. Okay. We talked about ZL6. I can't wait to really see how much that thing really is going to cost and how fast it really is and hear one for the first time oh, in 2022. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, we talked about the, the, the 400V. It is going to be amazing. It's going to be, in my opinion, it is everything the Super got wrong. Everything yes. the Super got wrong, Nissan got right with the 400V. Uh, we just talked about the Integra. 
I'm not sure if this is going to be a thing in 2022, but I know you know this. The GR Corolla, is it going to be a 2022 or is it going to be a 2023? I think it'll be a 2023. Okay. I now, it may go this... on sale in 2022, but I think it'll be a 2023 model. All right, cool. So if it's going to go on sale in 2022, it still counts. That car is going to be awesome. And we'll talk, we'll circle back around to it in a second. Um, we were talking about some uh, some EVs in a second. A second ago, there are three new EVs that are going to come to, actually, that's four EVs that are going to come to the market. Three of them, I think, are going to be really, really significant. The Ionic 5, the EV6, and the GV60. I yep, think yep and yeah. they are going to be significant in the market, and I'm going to see them around here. And I think they're going to kind of do what Maki did with Ford in a different it's going to be, I think those three vehicles are going to be successful. And they did the whole brand, the rebrand thing really good because them three things do not look alike at all. No, huh? <laughs> um, the other EV that's on the list just so happened to come from that same company. And I'm kind of excited to see about it because I'm skeptical of how this is going to work out is. And I'm not sure if you know this. So Genesis is doing this thing, right? They're taking existing vehicles and they're making them full-on electrics. And I don't know if anybody else does that. Yeah, that's interesting. So they got the G80 uh, electrified that's going to come out next year. It's already for sale in the Korea, if I understand. They're going to be the, they're going to do the GV80 the same way where. They took an existing platform, uh, an existing unibody platform that wasn't even a hybrid before, and they're going to turn it into an EV. And they saying this thing is getting 250 plus miles of range. And I was like, how are they doing that? Wow. I, I don't that because I don't understand how this is working. And if it is working, I don't understand why a bunch of other people ain't did it yet. <laughs> Um, <laughs> right. Uh, um, there are three. There are two road tests that I can't wait to see. <laughs> what are they? Rivian RT1 versus Ford Lightning. Ah. And maybe a Silverado E. I understand the Rivian is smaller, but I really want to see it. I. And Ford Rivian has stake in in Ford. Uh, Ford has st- uh, has stake in Rivian, doesn't it? Yes. I, I well, really no. Just... Okay, yes and no. So because GM was with Lorestown or something like that, right? GM had invested in Nikola, but they pulled out. Ford had invested in Rivian, but. The the way that investment was initially structured was on a technology sharing basis. They have now mm-hmm. modified that, and they are not going to share technology. So it's will free them up to compete against each other without there being overlap. Hmm. Well, um, they're gonna they're gonna test those two things together. Uh, well, sure they are. Bad. Sure they are. And and but, I mean, and, let's be honest. Like I've seen some pictures. I'm I'm on a um a Rivian R1T um Form. Facebook like 
group, like a fan group or whatever, just so I can get, see information about them. And, um, somebody posted a picture of one parked in a parking lot. And there was a, um, there was a Nissan frontier, not a brand new one, but you know, Mm -hmm. one of the last 26 years, um, (laughs) Nissan frontier, the Rivian and a Ram rebel. And, and the, the Rivian was literally like in between those two vehicles size wise. Like it just, (laughs) it's, it's clearly much bigger than a frontier, but clearly somehow smaller than a rebel. Right. And so I think you're going to see those comparisons with the Rivian against every new thing. I mean, I think you'll see a comparison test between the Rivian and the Hummer. And the Hummer's going to yeah. dwarf that thing. You know, it's way yeah. bigger. Um, speaking, of the, speaking of the Hummer, you saw, you see yes. Doug. Okay, I haven't watched it yet. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I watched it. So, so, but I also think, like, you're going to see what, if if Toyota builds this EV Tacoma, they're going to put it up against, it, the Rivian's going to be the go-to benchmark because they got to the market first. Yes. Things we won't see in 2022, Tesla, Cybertruck. All right, that was my dig. Ooh. Ooh, but you're right. So it's not really a dig <laughs> if it's true, is it? it correct, correct. Uh, <laughs> correct. I, I, I don't, I mean, we keep, they keep teasing this Silverado E thing, but I don't know if it's actually going to come to the market next year. 2024. I, It'll be a 24. <laughs> Ford's going to have the market for at least a year and a half if they can get them on the lots. Yeah, they're supposed to be fast-tracking this thing, but we'll see if GM actually can still do things. Uh, other, another um, another a uh, comparison that I can, I'm waiting to see is the Lucid Air versus the Tesla Model S. Versus, the, and you can throw the Mercedes-Benz EQS in there. Yes. I want to see them because you know we had, we had a whole podcast about this. I want to see them cars actually line up against each other and people really compare them. And well, here's the thing: yeah, you're going to see a bunch of those reviews next year. You are you're going to see them, but you're going to get different things from different groups. So you're going to get yeah. like a an out of spec reviews where they mileage test all three of them, but yeah. then you're going to see like a a throttle house or. Uh, a car wow in Europe and they're just going to drag race them. You know, you're going to see a bunch of different stuff. So depending on, it's kind of like social media, you'll be able to find the supporting argument to back the vehicle you prefer anyway. Based on which task is done. But similar to all these other news, what we do is we look at all of them and we kind of come up with our own opinion. Yes. And, you know, look at, look for, you know, because we know that, you know, different people are looking at things differently. You know, yes. if if your boy Matt has a, uh, has a lucid air on the mountain, we know what he's going to do with it. Yes. <laughs> you know, we know um, exactly what he's going to do with it. Yeah. Um, next one is uh, SUV thing I'm looking for in 2022 is the 2023, which is going to go on sale this spring, uh, Kia Sportage. Why? 
Okay. That's the car that my wife says she actually wants. So she made a decision. Ah, okay. <laughs> she hasn't seen it in real life yet, but this is the one she wants. So we're going to see how this works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, she saw that she doesn't even like green cars. She saw it in that green car and says, "Oh, that's that's I want that. What's that one?" And, 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 uh, so that's the one we're getting. Oh, interesting. I don't know how this is going to work out. We we legitimately looked at every compact slash midsize SUV on the market that is in the price range, and all of a sudden, this they, she she saw one commercial of this one and it, it stuck in her head. So evidently, we're getting this one. This is the one okay. She and on that note, oh, I'm really looking forward to driving the Mustang Mach-E GT. If Ford doesn't do to Dave what Ford did to you. Ah, so you think they may make Dave mad enough for him to cancel his reservation? Oh, he is already pissed off. Very it interesting. It has been a couple weeks, about a month into this already. You know how much information he's got back from him? Jack Diddley? None. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be honest with you. Some of that is by dealerships, right? Some dealerships are communicating with customers better than others. And and the world that we live in now with these these cars that are, you know, productions being slow to get going and everybody's waiting to get them and, it means that that news is getting out just that much faster. So yeah. I don't you know, understand why they, you can't you can't track this. Like, I mean, I can pack, I can order a Domino's pizza, and I can they got a tracker app that tells me where the pizza is in this stage of construction. Why can't we do this with it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, here's the thing: you definitely can do it because. I bought a Jeep Renegade in 2015 and ordered it from the factory the way I wanted it and was able to track it through the build. I knew when it got loaded on the container ship. I knew when it unloaded from the container ship. I knew when it went on a truck to be transported to the dealership. I got updates along the way. If they could, if Jeep can do that in 2015, there is no reason why Ford can't do it now. It may be what you said, where the dealer almost don't want him to buy. They they prefer it get on the lot and then they jack up the price and sell it to some the person who it's wants. It's hundred percent what they want. Listen, there's a whole reason why Ford had to put out a like a an official document to all of its dealers saying stop inventing Ford Bronco customers. We will get them to you when we can yeah, get them. Yeah, yeah, I I saw that they were using. Uh, uh, mechanics and other people's names to order or to put orders in and stuff. Yes. It's, yes. Uh, oh, not on my list, but this will be, uh, this is absolutely a thing I'm looking for in 2022. I can't wait to car prices return to normal-ish. Uh, sorry, Something. I don't think it's going to happen in 2022. I don't either, but I'm hoping, okay. Because <laughs> I'm probably going to buy being somebody who sells stuff for a living and that stuff having computer chips in it, just like cars and knowing what I know and reading what I've read internally, 2022 ain't going to get any better. It's probably looking more like late 23 or 24 
before things stabilize in the chip market. I potentially am buying two cars and have to buy two cars next year. So I need it to get right somewhere. In the- <laughs> um, and my last thing, the thing that I'm looking forward to the most in 2022 is driving potentially the car that I buy for me. Ah, and that car is the 2022 Hyundai Elantra N with the manual. I am that car. It is looking on paper to be at being exactly what I'm looking for. Really? I don't. I want a manual. I don't know how long I'm going to keep it. It may only be in my life for one year. But my next car, I want a manual. I'm cool with it. That's going to be in front wheel drive, four wheel drive. I'm going to need to drive it to and from work and to run errands and stuff. So I'm going to need some kind of decent room. But I want it to be quick and I want it to be fun. And I want it to sound decent and I want it to do all these things, but I don't want to spend a whole lot of money. And you can and get you can get behind that front end. I don't. You know what? I'm gonna see that. I'm I'm gonna be sitting in the driver's seat. I can't see the front end. It does look nice inside. <laughs> uh, I, you know, one of the funnest cars I've ever owned is we talked Ooh, about this. Ooh, the race car version of it looks real good. Yeah, dude. One of the funnest cars I've ever owned was a Ford Focus DTS with a five-speed. Yeah, you drove that car everywhere. I was in D.C. with that car. It was so it was it wasn't the last car that I had with a manual, but just I I I have missed that. I I had more fun driving that car than I drove had with driving Skylines. Because I had to. That's because you were driving the old used clapped out skylines. That too. But I was in DC. I was had to, you know, when I had to deal with the belt line, it wasn't a chore because I I got to roll through the gears and just do stuff. You know what I mean? Yes. I kind of missed that. And no, I don't got to deal with the the belt line and and, and DC and all this stuff no more. But I want to return. I want to feel that again. And I think. That car may be the the car that's going to satisfy that need again, again. But then again, that car, it may not be in my life the whole for for um, for ten twenty years. I just want that feeling again. I may be able to comp, and if it doesn't do what I think it's going to do, I may be able to accomplish that feeling with going back a couple of years and getting a, like an Elantra GT or a GLI or something like that. But I really want to drive that car and see where what it really does feel like you know i i, you, I mean you don't want I a velocer in i thought about the velocity in and one that car is really small <laughs> <laughs> yes two and very uh, stiff suspension old man yeah yeah i mean and there's nothing wrong with that car but the demerits that that car got has in my mind on a daily basis 
they fixed with their Elantra. They actually kind of fixed it with the Kona in too, which I was surprised at. But <laughs> I, I, I think the Veloster in is actually going to go away. I think they're going to stop doing the Veloster. I think the Kona in kind of is going to do better in the market than the Veloster in did. Yeah, you're probably but, uh, right. I mean, unfortunately, SUVs are going to do better than hatchbacks. Yeah. I mean, that, that, there's two dudes that I drive by. They have the exact same car and the exact same color. It looked like them dudes ride by and high-five each other every time I see them. Because <laughs> they are so happy with the, with that car, right? <laughs> one of them is a DCT and one of them is a, man, one of them is a manual. And they, man, they are so happy driving them cars. But I want that feeling again, man. I need, I want something. Uh, that, I think that the merit that the Elantra may have, it may be a little too big. Because, uh, as I had to explain to somebody uh, here recently, car size, an Elantra and a Sonata isn't that much different in size, in length. The real difference is, the real, the biggest difference is width. And I don't know, I don't know if that's going to be small enough. Interesting. I, I don't, I mean, if, you know. If I luck up on a Genesis G70 with a manual, I will pick that over it. But, right. But I I, I want to see if that car is going to hit the, the 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 sweet spots that I want it to. I'm, I'm looking for a little bit of nostalgia in 2022, I guess. Uh, speaking of, and I I wouldn't do the. I don't know. I don't think I would do the GLI because Volkswagen is messing up with their ergonomics right now. Oh, big and, time! So bad. And, and some, I don't know if that car is going to be special enough, but I'm going to drive it regardless. I'm going to drive it regardless. So that, well, those are my, those are my lists. Well, let me give you the thing that um, car wise that, that directly affects me that I'm most excited about in 2022. Put the V8 in your truck. Well, I mean, I'm pretty excited about that. Yes, um, definitely. But um, I was, I guess I was leaning more towards like new car 2022, like kind of thing. I am making it. Well, no, 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 no. no. I am making (laughs) it my personal mission. Um, I mentioned it last year in, in 2020 to the president of my company. Um, and I mentioned it again last week um, with more detailed information. But in 2022, I'm making it my personal mission to seriously suggest more so than I already have and lay out a cost-benefit analysis for my company to go EV. Send me the data. I'll make, I'll make you a sweet dashboard. Let's do it. Um, I have been doing a lot of research and, and listen, I I don't know that EVs are the right pick for every single car buyer in the world right now, the way that it's being touted. Um, I think we're still a long ways off from it being the right choice for every car driver. But if you're a small to medium sized company, which I would consider our company to be, um, there are a lot of financial benefits to take advantage of right now that aren't going to exist in another five years um, because by then everybody's going to be doing it. 
And I've been trying to make that case. So I'm really going to push hard for it in the coming year and try to get that information into the hands of people who will listen and, uh, and continue to push that. Cause I, I really think like a Polestar two for every salesperson that we have, um, is a much better option than what we do currently. And and I won't get into all that on the podcast because that's kind of divulging stuff. But but basically, looking at the numbers, I think it it doesn't make money for the company, but it saves money for the company. I understand. I understand. Uh, again, send me the data points. I have you put together the sweet dashboard. Uh, last thought for me is a uh, thing that my wife said that I was surprised that she said. What's that? She said, "Well, she asked, is this is the uh, Sportage gonna be an EV?" Uh-huh. And I said, and I said, "No, babe, they're gonna have a hybrid." I don't know if they, and they're probably gonna they're probably gonna do a plug-in hybrid, but they're probably they're not gonna do an EV. They're gonna do something. It's like, well, why haven't she said? Why haven't you brought up an EV for me? Mm. And I was like, I'm never considered that because I didn't think you would consider that. And then the same day we saw Mustang Mach-E and she's oh. like, that's the EV one, right? I was like, yes. She said, I like that. Mm. For my wife to say I like a car. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Because she, it has to be the right color. The light has to hit it the right way. <laughs> you know, the stars <laughs> have to align. <laughs> yes. But I didn't, I never considered that she would look at an EV or uh, uh, something like that. And I know she liked the Mustang. And maybe, I mean, if we can figure out, Ford can make some headway with stuff, maybe we, we could consider that too. Because I don't really know if she's going to like the sportage. I know that she says she does, but I also know my wife. <laughs> but man, I, this was a fun year of podcasting. It was a great year of podcasting. I think we should do it again. Maybe, you know, maybe make a, a couple changes, maybe do a little couple more interviews, maybe uh, compare notes on driving a Mustang GT, uh, Mustang Mach-E GT. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know. definitely. Um, but I love you, brother. Hey, um, I love you. And you know what? Listeners of the podcast, we love you. You've been with us for two full calendar years now and then some. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, oh, a lot. I got one other thing. Oh, okay. Um, I'm about to shoot an email to a couple of other podcasts that uh, about what, our podcast. I'm about to shoot an email to a couple of other podcasts about our podcast, and I am gonna jokingly say, "Hey, the format that you use, we've been using for two years, and you just switched yours to this." Secondly, uh, you should talk about this on your podcast because I want to hear how different your conversation sounds from the way that ours are came out so i'm going to be shopping some podcast ideas to other people's podcasts but we did ours first so there. that's right that's right <laughs> but we did ours first uh, that's cool yeah i'm gonna see how this works out because you know people actually send them emails you know unlike people not sending us emails. <laughs> that's right that's right all right man
Later. 2022. We out. <laughs>